The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. This is Little Bit, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Fuck Jay Santy. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Once again, I'm back at my work recording sessions. It's been a uh, it's been a uh, difficult week this, uh, this past this past week. Uh, I had a few moments in where uh, recording was a, just a, a dread, not because it was uh, horrible content. It's just that I had. Um, audio that got defragmented and I had to do a late night drunk fucking session last week, uh, because I, I, I couldn't get the audio back that I had recorded, unfortunately. So it was just a pain in the, in the arse, but I must say I did embellish in the, uh, broken skull, uh, beers, the IPA and the lager and um, as I said in the previous show, they're actually really good. They are really, really good. Pricey, pricey to say the least, but still really, really good. I, I could see myself, uh, going back to it as something on an occasion, maybe as a, uh, precursor to maybe going to an event or watching a pay-per-view, I would, uh, you know, crack a couple of those just for, you know, just to, to, to be a part of the moment of what's going on. But as per, uh, doing it as a regular thing, eh, I guess it's a little bit too pricey for me, but still, Mr. Austin, your, your beers are very, um, very stunner worthy, I must say. I, now I, like I said, now I just watch the, the pay-per-view. I watch WrestleMania and I'll see how many he cracks open and, but, and I'm like, Jesus, it's four, eight, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28. Jesus. It's like, he's probably wasted like 200 $300 worth of beer already. Shit. But still, very good. Uh, unfortunately, we also had to deal with, uh, uh, a couple of people who, in our uh, circle who passed away, my family circle, um, uh, had a um, a woman who basically raised me. Uh, she was a neighbor of ours. I could, you know, I could consider her like uh, an extended grandmother and such. She passed away this uh, a week ago. We had to go to her wake, and um, uh, my mother's ex, um, her ex boyfriend's. Um, brother passed away, but my mother still stayed really close with her ex's sister. She still consider, considers her a sister-in-law. So we 
paid respects to the family as well. And so happens it was a double header. They both had their wakes on the same day, basically in the same neighborhood, two different funeral homes. So we had to do the rounds. Um, I got to tell you, uh, I never really appreciate, I never really appreciated how much an impact my mother left in the community before we left. You know, I, I, I've explained it in my, um, my SoundCloud podcast. I haven't gotten full in depth with it, but, uh, I touched upon it. My mother was a chief of staff for our community's councilman. And she was very well known, very well liked, and very well respected in the community. And uh, due to unfortunate events, uh, after you know her many years of service, she was let go due to um, politics. Let's just say so. But even so, we still had um, a very well connected. Association with the, with the community and such. Now, I must say that there were individuals who were not fans of her. Like many weren't fans of me. But, you know, still people will, you know, address us and, you know, show us love and everything. And, uh, I know this is somebody else's weight, but, you know, seeing as though that my mother and I don't really get out much to see people in the old neighborhood for us to come out. It, it was great to see. How many people still remember my mother and show love to her? Um, we paid our respects, especially to, um, the families and such, because like I said, they, they, they raised me. They, you know, I would literally, I would, I would literally run from my grandmother's apartment where we lived at to their apartment in my, in my diaper or my underwear and run back and forth, uh, spending time, you know, Whenever my mother was out, uh, trying to earn a dollar or going to school and such. Um, and, uh, much, 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 um, much respect and, um, our condolences, our condolences goes out to the family and such. And then, uh, we go to the other week and it's like a drive by. I'm sorry, but we just went in, uh, paid our respects and like I said, show love. And it's, it's funny because it's like, I gotta go to work. I'm sorry. I gotta gotta get out of here. Um, but it's been a lot of it's it's been weird, man. These past couple of years, especially during the pandemic time and such, it's been a lot of death and um, it's unfortunate too. In the in the New York indie scene, we just lost a uh, uh, an independent wrestler as well, Kota, um, George Georgie. Yeah, he passed away as well. So it's um just too much, man. It's too much, especially a lot of people who are just dying young. It's ridiculous. But yeah, and on that note, welcome everybody to another episode of Turnbuckle Tabloid. I am your host, Mister Ear to the Mat, the King of Talk Style, and as always, the Cheap Thrill, Jay the Red Santa. 
Be sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. Check us out on the like and group page on Facebook. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Turnbuckle Tab, as well as on Twitter at Turnbuckle Tab. And always check us out on the YouTube and the TikTok at Turnbuckle Tabloid. Yes, YouTube is back up and running. Ever since now, I'm starting to use the um, the streaming program for the computer. And now we're going to there a little bit more. We're going to start channeling um on YouTube a little bit. Not really a big fan of doing that so much because YouTube could be so restricting and such, but it's whatever, man. You got to do what you got to do, right? Got a network, got a network, got a network. Uh, make sure you check us out on all the podcasting outlets. Check us out on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasting. Turnbuckle Tabloid is there, so make sure you check us out. Also, be sure you check us out at RageWorksNetwork.com. If you uh, prefer to go right to the source, you go to RageWorksNetwork.com. We have everything under the sun pertaining to the RageWorks family. Uh, Black is the New Black, Trek, Trek Untold, uh, Toys and Text, much, much more, guys. So make sure you check out the family at RageWorksNetwork.com. And as always, make sure you check out the crew at RageWorks.net. We have reviews, previews, all things connected to the world of pop culture, movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, toys. It's all there for you guys. For you hobbyists, we have much more in there as well to talk to and uh, talk about. So make sure you check us out at RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net. We do it for the culture, baby. Pop culture, that is. Speak, speaking of uh, toys and video games and such, really uh, involved in the WWE 2K22 series. Um, in the game, I've been playing my, my Rise. I've been... Um, Playing bits and pieces because I don't want to completely go through it. I could have been like ran through this game a week ago, but you know I, I've been I've been savoring it. Uh, shit, man! I remember when I was a kid, when I was in my teenage years and such. I would get a game and I would just fucking power through it. I remember I would just break night. I went through like Tomb Raider and maybe like eight, nine, ten hours. Um, shit, I would, uh, Resident Evils, I, I would just, I would just, we would just have sessions on it, you know, but you get older, you have responsibilities and such, but you just, yeah, you just, um, now you want to savor it. I like, I, like I said before, I would even take a game now and I would just play it on easy just so I can enjoy the game, just to watch. I wouldn't even care about the challenge. I just want to enjoy the game. And if, I want to go back and play it. I, I, you know, I'll change the difficulty later, but just to run through it now and just to, to, you know, uh, get, get, get a, a, a sense of the story and being a part of it. I, I would, I would easily play on easy. I don't give a shit. I'm going to fuck. But, um, yeah, two, 2K22, uh, I've been enjoying the My Rise, uh, began my, my universe mode and, uh, I'm, I'm excited because I finally fucking pulled the trigger. I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. I don't know why I did it, but I saw an opportunity and I just said, you know what? Fuck it. And I ordered my PS5. It's on its way. I'm just, um, I'm excited that I did it, but I'm also like, why the fuck? Cause I bought the combo. So I had to get the big boy shit and, you know, 
it was with a service that has a payment plan, so it's a little bit easier to deal with. I didn't have to um, use my GameStop credit card and have to go back to pay on that. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I might as well, right? Might as well fuck it. Fuck it. So it should be here soon. Ain't that a bitch? You just, you know, when you were excited to, to get something and you, you keep <laughs> looking at the tracker to see if it's coming. So, uh, I'm anxiously awaiting for that. So you guys, as soon as I get it, of course, it's, it's, I'm going to be blasting it across the universe that I finally got. But, um, I'm looking forward to that. So we got much to talk about this week. Uh, wrestling rundown. We have, uh, the big announcement that was made by Tony Khan. We have the, um, I guess, the forbidding door that everybody's been waiting for to happen. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, not much news uh, on, the, on the wrestling part. Uh, Kevin Nash came up in a big court case that's going on. People are like, well, how the hell did that happen? Uh, I'll talk about that. Some um, unfortunate injuries that occurred. As well as um, marriages and um, WWE sniffing around for certain individuals. Uh, once they let them go, they're ready to bring them back. And also, some have just left. So, we'll talk about that. So, uh, guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. Much, much more to talk about. Around the Square Circle, we'll be definitely discussing what happened this past week. Um, um, did Jade Cargill get her 30th win? And if so, does Jade give a fuck? You'll know soon. So don't go anywhere. Stick stick around. Check you guys in a sec. What's going on, everybody? My name is Theodore Lampert. I'm the man that you need. I'm the man that you desire. I'm the man that will push you to the limits of not doing the things you want to do. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am the unmotivational speaker of all the masses. Anybody needs to be unmotivated? I am the man for you. Theodore Lampert. I am the man that can get you to places where you don't want to be because you are either unmotivated like myself or just generally just say, hey, fuck it. Somebody agree with me when I say I don't want to do something. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you got your man in charge here, Theodore Lampert. I am an individual who knows his place and knows his worth. And basically, my worth is about as low as dog shit on a corner of a store with heat and garbage dripped and riddled all over it. But yet still, I find a way to help others know and realize they ain't shit either. Take a listen to a few of my individuals who been a part of Theodore Lambert's unmotivational speaking courses. Hello, my name is Ayo Atumbe. I was one who did not know his self-worth. I must tell you, I did not understand why was it that I was really working hard and killing myself for many, many different days and different jobs in different areas of my career. But then I listened to Theodore Lambert and his motivational speaking courses and I must tell you I really know I ain't shit after listening to this man I said why the fuck am I doing so much 
he sat there and told me the realness with me that I said to myself, wow, what the fuck am I doing? I need to stay my ass home and watch Springer and some Prices Right. Oh, Drew Carey is a very funny man. Very funny man. But even still, I stopped doing the other jobs that I did, like drive a cab, work for Verizon, uh, work for the the Spectrum Cable Company, work with uh, shellacking floors, work at the local supermarket, work for MTA, uh, put out fires in my neighborhood, walk with dogs, feed the chickens that my Spanish neighbor has, throw out the garbage, do uh, superintendent work at Trump Tower. I I know it sounds like a lot, but I really wasn't doing enough work. But when I listen to Mr. Lampert's tapes and his videos and his audio, I said, I need to cut back down. I don't need to do this shit no more. I don't want to be motivated. Thank you, Mr. Lampert. Take a listen to another unhappy client who was happy that he heard from Theodore Lampert's unmotivational speaking. This generation needs someone like me. Oh, Goyam, let me tell you, I've been running so many businesses out here. I had seven buildings that I had to look over. I had certain individuals that I needed to be on top of because they were being very goyish. But I say one thing to you. After listening to Theodore Lampert's unmotivational speaking courses, I must say, I felt as though there was more sugar not going on. There was people in my life that I needed to sit there and say, look, I'm not doing it anymore. I am done. I am finished with all this stuff. And I must say to you, it's been a great thing for Hiram. Hiram has learned that I am not doing shit for no one anymore. If your building is crap, I'm going to leave it crap. That's just the way it is. It is just going to be bubbler and goyish for everybody else. And all of the things that I need to be done for your building as a superintendent or a landlord, I will not be doing anymore because Hiram will not be motivated. Thank you, Theodore Lambert. Theodore Lambert is here for all you people who think you're too high for yourself, who feel as though that, yeah, I can do everything. Well, you know what? Theodore Lambert gonna knock that shit off your shoulder. You know that chip you had there? Gone, because I'm knocking it out the box. Because you don't need it. I'll let you know you ain't shit, your family ain't shit, and anybody around you ain't shit, and they gonna make you shit as well. Theodore Lambert, unmotivational speaker for hire. Make sure you get me, and if not, you're gonna regret it, because you know what? That really proves you ain't shit. Buy my stuff now. Make me rich for $89.99 on each packet. It's going to be worth it. Theodore Lambert, unmotivational speaker to the masses. Fuck y'all. This paid advertisement was brought to you by... The regular season sportscast. All right, this is Anthony Cole of BCW, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. It's Wrestling Rundown with Jay Santi. Live from New York, Turnbuckle Tabloid. 
I'm going over my notes. It looks like there's not really much. Oh, I'm wrestling rundown this week. Uh, which is a good thing. I get to run back on 2K22. Yay! And we, and we, and we. So, um, man, it's not, it's not really much to talk about this week. So, um, let me, you know, might as well just get into it. So, uh, as always, I'm the Norm McDonald of this segment. Uh, you're listening to uh, Wrestling Rundown Weekend Update. So, um, Kushida's gone. I don't know if any of you guys ever noticed, but uh, Kushida is gone from NXT. Apparently, um, uh, his contract had expired and there was no talks or even indications of any contract renewal or extensions and such. And um, yeah, that's it. It's over, guys. He's done. Uh, former Cruiserweight champ is uh, no longer in the company. Uh, rumors are circulating that he will be going back to New Japan, but it's unsure, unclear whether or not he'll be going back to Japan or he'll be working with New Japan Strong here in the States. So uh, we shall see. I'm just kind of sad that he didn't get a, a bigger look. And I'm also happy because he could have gotten to the main roster and they'd have really fucked him up. Like, Vince would have not gotten the whole um, Back to the Future reference and shit like that. Although Vince's mindset is still stuck in that era of the eighties and shit, but um, I could, I could, I don't get it, pal. Why is the Japanese guy uh, so hung up on Back to the Future? I mean, I mean, honestly, and he he'd have probably like gave him one shot at a Mania, some shit to, or a Royal Rumble to. Pull up in a DeLorean or some shit like that. But other than that, he just fucking buried him. He wouldn't even be Kushida anymore. It'd be like Marihoso McFly. He'd have changed, changed him into some Japanese American shit. He'd have fucked his whole world up. So um, just one of those situations to where, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it, it happens. Talented guy like Kushida is no longer with the company. So uh, happy trails. And you know what happens when you call yourself the best in the world? Everybody back there, including me, is thinking Shane McMahon can kiss my ass. Uh, another one that's gone from a company, uh, it seems as though that Jack Evans has announced that he will no longer be with AEW at the end of his contract coming this uh, coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, Jack Evans, who was uh, one of the early signees to AEW, um, can, uh, thanked uh, Tony Khan and the rest of the crew for his time there, but um, like I said, he just uh, I guess no negotiations came through to where he wanted to resign or they didn't offer him anything. So, uh, questions were asked on social media about whether Angelico will be leaving with him. He says that's not my question to be answered. Uh, go to that man and ask him himself. Jack Evans is uh, still. Still a guy who could be used fairly well in the Indies as well as in Mexico and such. So um, let's see what happens with him. I wouldn't. You know what's crazy? I was just thinking about it. Seeing as though that Nash Carter is not with NXT anymore and Wesley needs a tag partner. I would actually go after. I would actually go for Jack. Go with Jack Evans and um, pair him up with, with Wesley. That wouldn't be a bad thing. That would not be a bad thing. So, I don't know. 
Let's see what happens. Do you have to ask permission from your father-in-law first? Uh, is there interest from WWE uh, to pursue FTR? Rumors are circulating that uh, the mega company has now uh, found some value in their former tag team, The Revival. Uh, seems as though that the um, rumors have been swirling on social media. Seems to been coming from the executives and those in the back as well who have not confirmed or denied these alleged uh, rumors. But there is some talk on the AEWFTR side saying that they are, may or may not um, be um, uh, uh, able for conversations because uh, FTR is locked in for the contract and I believe it's for another year. So uh, we shall see how this plays out. Uh, FTR had once mentioned that they are not opposed to returning back to WWE. But um, as of right now, they are locked in with what the schedule that they have and they're doing their rounds. So um, I don't know. I, it, and it's and I know people will be like, oh, now nah, y'all liked them. But it's like that happens everywhere. The, a person leaves, becomes a success somewhere. And then, yeah, they'll bring it back. And of course, WWE will find a way to fuck that up. But um, yeah, I, I'm not shocked. You're a real idiot. You know that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we hear, hear some news that, uh, Ricky Steamboat has not been doing well. Seems as though that he's been dealing with some health issues. Ricky Steamboat, the WWE Hall of Famer and legend has, uh, been having some concerning neck and head issues as well as, uh, other ailments. Jake, the snake, of course, had to add himself in this conversation, but, whoa, I hope it wasn't anything I did for him. Remember when I DDT'd him on the concrete? It's like, no, bro, he was fine. Ricky Steamboat was just recently on MLW's tapings. So, I mean, from there, he seemed fine. Uh, seemed long-winded in his promos, but other than that, he seemed fine. But uh, uh, we hope that uh, he does uh, progress well, and um, hopefully it, the elements aren't as bad as um, it's reported to be. I feel like I'm watching one of my movies because this whole damn thing sucks. Seems as though that uh, Darius Martin, Dante Martin, uh, Dante Martin's brother, one half of Top Flight, has become injured again. The guy just came back from an Achilles injury and now is on the shelf again. It looks like he'll be out on the shelf for quite a period of time. Um, I guess the Gibbs. Dante time to um, get to, you know, his singles run again. Uh, it's unfortunate because Darius was and um, Top Flight were looking to be uh, one of the up-and-coming tag teams to be pushed for this year. Uh, but seeing as though that uh, Darius will be out again, uh, Dante will look like he'll be on his um, singles run again. So uh, speedy recovery for that young man, talented, talented young man. You ain't even half a dog. You just a little piece of shih tzu. Congratulations to Killer Cross and Scarlet. They got married this week on a beach. Congratulations to those two. Um, you lucky, lucky devil, you. I'm talking to Scarlet because Killer Cross is such a catch. Congratulations to the pair and um, 
good tidings and those two motherfuckers are going to make some beautiful fucking children it is going to be ridiculous what kind of kids they're going to have oof fucking jealous do you understand me heifer uh this kind of I I, gra- I grabbed this on TMZ and I was like, really? This is what's going on here? How the fuck? Apparently, Kevin Nash is involved in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, court case. Uh, reports come that uh, apparently uh, text messages from were, were were shared during the case between Kevin Nash and Amber Heard. Amber Heard being uh, a castmate of Nash in the movie Magic Mike. I believe it was Magic Mike 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, And they shared uh, text messages. Nothing, uh, didn't say anything illicit or sexual, but they were just, uh, I guess, like I said, friendly banter. They also shared a picture at a a rap party and such. So, uh, but I guess the texts were mentioned alluding that Amber Heard was, a bit of promiscuous kind of person. And uh, this whole Johnny Depp fucking case is just all over the place. I, I, I'm I'm really not uh, concerned or even care about this shit. But apparently there are so many people, so many women that are out there just showing support to Johnny Depp. They were really, really don't. There's some women out there that really don't give a fuck how toxic a person is. They just love the human being as uh as a fucking drunk pirate god i guess i don't know cokehead allegedly pirate god uh but yeah it's funny how um kevin nash stepped in and now he's part of that court case weird Finally, the big news that are, that Kate that broke this week on AEW Dynamite, uh, as everyone predicted or were speculating, uh, AEW and, and New Japan are partnering up for a show come June 26, 2022, the Forbidding Door pay per view, the Mega Shows of Mega Shows, Mega Mega Show 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 Show. Uh, I, um, I know people are excited about it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm excited for it as well. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm fucking creaming my, my, my underwear about it, but it, I, I would think it's going to be great for business, great for the guys and great for the fans. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, last mega show that we we, we saw was I believe it was three years, years ago, pre pandemic. It was a uh, matter of fact, it was the night of the WWE hall of fame. And where um, Ring of Honor New Japan collaborated, I was the same night Enzo and Kaz uh, tried to attack um, Bully Ray and such. Um, so uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, certain matchups that I I, I would like to see, uh, dream matchups that we will see. Uh, if we're gonna be going cross branding, I would like to see Daniel Bryan versus oh Brian Danielson, excuse me, Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. That would actually be interesting to me. Uh, CM Punk versus Kenta, Battle of the GTS. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Did we see? Uh, I'm trying to think of of some some strong style kind of individuals. Um, 
maybe Ishii versus Lance Archer. Ishii versus Lance Archer. We might have seen that already. Or um, I'm uh, hmm. Who could I like to see against Okada? I know I, I I know since right now they're both champions, you would probably have to say Page, Adam Page and Okada, but I'm like, eh, do I really want to see that? Although Buckshot Larry versus Rain the Rainmaker would actually be pretty cool. Um I'm trying to I I my guy Naito. I would love to see maybe Naito against someone like a Hmm. That would be interesting. Ooh, I'm 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 wondering. Maybe MJF. Maybe MJF. That that could be a fun match to watch. Uh, Darby versus anybody from uh uh um uh uh Ingo is a Hapyong, maybe uh Sonata. Um hmm. Darby could uh maybe mm, yeah that yeah there's so many matches that that it could be this shit there's so many matches like a maybe Darby uh Allspray. that could be interesting yeah there's a lot of matchups that could that could work for that night I could only imagine this this shit is gonna be like you think WrestleMania was gonna be long? This shit's gonna be fucking extended. They're gonna they better start this shit like at five, because they're gonna try to match up so many so so many motherfuckers in this match. Jay White um, has said that he's gonna be the leader of the pack since he said that he uh, main evented and uh, was the star of the the Madison Square Garden event. He and the rest of the undisputed elite are gonna tear down that tear down that show. So. We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see what happens there. I think that is, um, like I said, it's going to be fun for everybody. I know the fan base is um, jacking off in their own faces all for this, in which they should. It's it, it's something we we um, we wanted to see for some time, and um, the people at at New Japan and Tony Khan made it happen. So let's see. I'm excited for it, guys. When we come back, we have uh, around the square circle. I'm going to breeze through that as well. Not much to really. Um, talk about there, but in and even so, eh, you're ready. Let's get it. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those short weeks, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right because um, helps me out greatly. It's been a tough week at work as well, so <laughs> it's like I I, I need I, I need one of these weeks where I could just be just short and sweet. So don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around. Check you guys in a sec. What's going on, everybody? Tony G here, better known to the world as Josie's boy, aka your girl's favorite artist. And today I'm here to tell you about my company. Painting in Blue. Painting in Blue is a creative process established in 2017 and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods. We coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life, no matter how much running around you have to do, you can still stand out and be fly. We create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis. So if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward, make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue.
Yeah, what's going on? It's your boy Mike Harvey, and we're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Square Circle. I guess a lot of a lot of shows were on hiatus because of post Easter. I guess I don't know, but there wasn't really a lot going on. Uh, MLW NWA didn't run full shows. Um, uh, a lot of the podcasts didn't really have much going on. Uh, Cornette this week he basically talked about first aid and fucking and cardio. He did his reviews and such of um, past week's episodes uh, of wrestling as well. Mm, not really much on the focus on what I watched on YouTube, but I did watch OSW uh, Old School Wrestling did their um, review of Halloween Havoc 1998 and. It's fucking hysterical. Check out those guys. OSW. Uh, it's fine. I, I said, uh, Whole Milk, um, Brother AJ and, uh, Oski, they, they put me on to these guys and it's, it's been a fucking pleasure. Whenever these guys drop a show, they drop a show maybe like once a month around that time because it's very, um, it's great. It, it, the, the, the editing and the work is, is, it's fantastic. They do a lot of, um, of uh, uh, video editing and such like that, and it's it's great, but it's also fucking hilarious. So check those guys out. OSW this week, like I said, they released the Halloween Havoc '98 uh, um episode. So check those guys out, and um, I guess we're gonna get into Raw, right? Alrighty then. Up Raw this week, we had Seth Rollins getting calling out uh, his opponent for uh, WrestleMania Backlash, Cody Rhodes. Um, this is just a precursor build up. The um, this is a way for Cody to get the fan base behind him. Uh, Rollins pretty much trying to lay on a little bit of heat on there. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's okay. I'm all right with that. This is if if, if for Cody to come back to WWE, if this is a person that's going to be the launching pad for it, by all means, they pick the right guy for it. Rollins is the guy for it. Uh oh, excuse me, mic drop. <laughs> that happens sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, crowd was into it. They loved it, especially the Buffalo shout outs and the, um, Dusty Rhodes shout out. So, uh, good way to start off Raw. Cause, you know, God forbid they start off with wrestling, right? Then we get, uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley for the tag titles. Wasn't a bad match. Seems as though that whoever's doing the booking for the women now is making it a little bit easier for them. Um, there were um, some moments where we actually thought that Rhea and um, Liv could take the titles here. 
But uh, nonetheless, Sasha and Naomi with the win. And at the end, of course, what we had been expecting for some time, Rhea turns on Liv. We then get a, a segment with Sonya Deville and Bianca Belair. After that, bleh. we next see um, Veer take down a jobber named uh, Jeff Brooks, whoever the fuck that was. Um, it was, yeah, this was the time I was ready to go to sleep. KO show happens. We get, uh, KO doing, um, doing a lie detector on Ezekiel. Uh, Chad, Chad Gable came out to help because apparently the college grad can read a lie detector. I don't, unless he went to, School for criminology. Not sure whether or not that that works, but okay. Um, seems as though that Ezekiel passed the test, and anyone wants to speak with Ezekiel? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now Gable's new uh, gimmick is shoosh. Shoosh. We get a face off. We get the uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Very solid match. I'm 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 a big fan of this of this angle. Uh I'm not a fan of the unifications of the tag titles, but uh we shall see how this plays out because if it involves the street profits and if you get me one more tag team in there, it could actually be fun. So let's see how that goes. It was great to see a riddle jumping off the top rolls to take down four during the match and uh Listen, we already know Montez Ford is a star, right? So next up, we get Theory versus Finn Balor for the U.S. title. This is the night in which uh, no one thought that this would happen, but it did. They actually pulled the trigger and Theory wins the U.S. title. Really, really good match, man. Honestly, like I, I enjoyed it. Theory looked like a star here. Finn made him look good here as well. Wasn't a fan of the heel celebration in the end. I don't know what the fuck was that about, but I guess this was something that Vince wanted to do because that's his boy and such. But I, once again, big fan of this match and uh, would like to see more coming down the way. Which, by the way, you know, there is talk of uh, Edge building his stable, correct? And we already see that Damian Priest is one. Wouldn't it be interesting that Finn Balor would be part of that? That would be pretty cool. But the even bigger one would be if AJ recruits Finn so they can go against Edge's his stable. So you can start building the club. Very interesting. Factions, people. I've been saying it for years. Everybody wants to be a part of something. They all want, they'll all buy the t-shirts. Factions make money. Jesus. Then we get the double wedding. Fast forward that shit. Not even going to go through that. Not a, not even going to go through that. Uh, in the opening segment, Seth Rollins has spoken about that. Uh, the reason why that Cody Ron won his match at WrestleMania was because Seth wasn't prepared. He didn't know who is his, his match, um, uh, who, who he's facing off of the match. So this time at, at Backlash, He'll be more prepared because he knows who he's facing, but he wants to know how he would 
feel if he were in his shoes. So he set up a match for Cody and a mystery partner, and that mystery partner was Seth Rollins' best friend, Kevin Owens. And what a match this was as well. I mean, great booking, guys. Awesome, awesome booking. We get this going on. So, um... It almost feels like they're giving you everything all at one shot, but not. It's 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 still building somewhat, and it's it's funny because I was even telling the super producer uh, that day I was like, it's still weird to see Cody there. Like it, I I mean I I'll gradually get used to it, just like the name changes and such. You gradually get used to it, but it's just still weird to see him there. But he. He's taking it to like a you know, duck to water. Uh, match was great. So Cody gets the win. And um, it looks like the friendship between um, Owens and Rollins is breaking up. Rollins, um, Owens wins by, um, um, Cody wins by count out. Um, and uh, call him, I believe you call him a fat ass or some shit like that. After the match, uh, Cody was on the top on the middle turnbuckle celebrating and uh Yeah, that pretty much <laughs> closed out the show. So uh What were your thoughts on Raw? I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was um anything groundbreaking, but I, I thought it was fine. I think it was cool. Dynamite. AW Dynamite. Dynamite kicks off with CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Runnels. D- Dustin Rhodes. And um, this was um this was an interesting match. Reason why it says because it was my kind of match, not a match that I would think that an AEW fan would appreciate. But it was my kind of match because of the pacing, because of the work rate, uh, because of the way that the participants uh, paid attention to body parts and um, possible injuries. It was a, it was a it was a fairly extended match. I'm kind of also waiting to see where, if there's any drawn comparisons to any Bret Hart matches because. Uh, Punk likes to do that, especially with big matches with certain wrestlers. He was wearing the, the colors anyway. So, um, uh, other than that, the only thing that I kind of felt was poorly done was the finish. I know that we didn't want to hit uh, Dustin with the GTS. We wanted to have some kind of roll up kind of situation, but I thought the execution was. I don't know. It was a little waverly at the end, but CM Punk gets the win. At the end, uh, both men shake hands. Punk goes up the ramp and music hits. Anna Page coming down the ramp and Punk and uh, Page give each other the eye. So, uh, yeah. Uh, really good match, in my opinion. Like I said, it was my kind of match and such. So, 
Next, we get Blackpool Combat Club versus Brock Anderson, Lee Moriarty, and Dante Martin. And fuck this match. They are. I. I. I, I can't. I. I'm sorry. What? What a. Ra- you just hit random on a fucking um your opponents at 2K22, and this is what you got: Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, and Lee Moriarty. I'm like, okay, wh- whatever. And they are really. I'm talking about. You guys said shit about Roman and them force. They really force feeding this fucking wheel of you to shit. How? How? He looks so out of place. How? I don't I don't get it. Now I wasn't a fan of this. I thought um the pairing during during the match uh Dante and Moxie looked very awkward, looked weird. Um, but you know, this is why I don't get paid money to be a, a booker. We get uh, the Tony Khan announcement, of course, that we're getting the forbidding. Um, I thought just thought it was um, peculiar that they didn't make the announcement. They actually let Adam Cole and fucking Jay White take it over. Okay, whatever. I guess they were trying to alleviate the backlash that they were getting because some some of the social media fan base was like Tony Khan is trying to take over um, too much TV time. I I I could I could I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. Um then we get Warlow versus the Butcher. Beefy men going at it. Can't go wrong here. Uh before all this was happening, we had to make sure that Warlow uh was under strict uh, regulations through MJF. Uh, he had to be handcuffed while in the building. Security had to surround him. And for this match, he would be uh, released of the handcuffs, had the match, and then um, after match, said match, he would be put back in handcuffs. Warlow with the win here. Butcher is not a bad presence in the ring. Um... I think that with a little more fine tuning, he could actually be a bigger threat. I would prefer to see Butcher and the Blade with House um, House of Malachi than um, with Andrade in him. So I don't know. That that, that you know, looks looks better for me. Hell, I would see Darby with with Malachi Black in them. So. Uh, we get a the Owen Hart Foundation men's qualifier, Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Fairly decent match. Um, I thought the pairing was a little bit uh, forced because we already know that these two are uh, already in a in an angle for the tag team titles. But um, okay match. I, I um. Can't take anything away from him. I, it's something that you have to watch for yourself. I'm glad that the right one went over. Kyle O'Reilly gets a, a win here. Didn't really um, hurt either one of them. Um, so it fits. We get a promo talking about uh, Eddie Kingston ready, uh, talking about ready to whip Daniel Garcia's ass on Friday Night Rampage. No, um, no Santana Ortiz allowed in the building. No. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society allowed in the building, so it'll just be them. We finally get to see Hook in action on um on Dynamite. 
I, I really wonder who was really giving a fuck about this. I'm, I'm, I know, I know. There, he has a fan base. I get it. I get it. But uh, he wrestles some guy, whoever schlub. He wins with the transmission after the match. Danhausen comes out, tries to hex him. It ain't working. Uh, Danhausen then approaches him, tells him that uh, he wants to face him, and nothing's happening. So Hook just gives him a whatever. After that, we get the Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, uh, sorry, um, Ty Conti promo. And um, when you talk about being forced to turn someone heel, the logical point was like, yeah, they, they it, it works. They should be heels. But for these two, okay, it works. Of course, you're gonna, you're not supposed to like them. God, they're just fucking obnoxious. Oh my lord. Oh. I'd rather burn the fucking hair off my pubes and fucking see these two motherfuckers do anything in life. It's just oh. Oof. So in any case, with that, you're basically turning um Scorpio Sky and the rest of the crew in into faces. It, I, I don't know. It just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. By the way, Ethan Page on the mic is gold. He needs he needs he needs more mic time. He needs more direction for himself. He's really getting swallowed up with all the talent that's there. They're not giving him enough love there. Uh, we get a Owen Hart Foundation qualifier match: Brett uh, Britt Baker versus Daniela Kamala. And um, I got to be honest with you, this was sleepy time for me. I really didn't give a shit. The only thing that was actually really good, you know, that was fairly decent was uh, Britt Breaker's promo in the end because, you know, they were in Pittsburgh. She came out with uh, Najee Harris and um, another Steeler uh, dressed and, you know, she was dressed in Pittsburgh colors and such. So um, she cut a promo. Fans were eating it up. Kind of sucks when you're tired and you're trying to cut a promo because she did sound winded. And, um, yeah, um, not a, you know, it was a quick match. Didn't really give a fuck about it. Can't say, can't say I really, uh, paid attention to it, but nonetheless, promo was, was, was the best part of it. Then finally, we get Andrade El Idiota versus Darby Allen in a coffin match. And wow. <sighs> They better get all this stuff out the way now because if this discovery purchase happens, none of this shit is going to fucking fly anymore. Or they're just going to have to find a way to do it without trying to draw blood, whatever. Um You know, this is the, I just uh, you know, this is their blow off match, I guess. So this is the way they're going out. Of course, Sting had to do a pop in once um private party and other members of of Andrade's Crew came out. Sting did his usual dresses thing, pop up, show up. And it's really Sting move. And then, wow, wow, wow! Guess who jumped off a fucking balcony again? I hope the company has insurance. Really good insurance. Uh, at the end, Darby Allen with the win. Uh, after a real sloppy win. I, uh, uh, 
you closed. I, I don't know. It just it, uh, Andrade's manservant tried to show off how buff he is, and then he got fucked up, and then then we stuff Andrade in the call. I, it was just. I don't know. I guess, I guess they were trying to emphasize. The funny part was when Andrade tried to open up the casket and he and it it had thumbtacks on the lid and he went to pull it up and he went, oh, coño. Like, it's like, shit, I didn't even know this shit had thumbtacks on it. <laughs> so that was the only thing now that fucking made me laugh for me. Other than that, another fucking shitty main event from AEW for me. So, yeah, that'll wrap up AEW. Now we're going into Friday Night Smackdown. Friday Night Smackdown kicks off. Ah, uh, we get a um, get an opening segment with um, with the RKO comes in, and uh, of course, uh, got to start off a SmackDown show and a Raw show or any WWE show with a segment. Can't be about wrestling, right? No, we got to have some talking. No, sorry, it actually opened up with Adam Pierce. That's right, because this week it opened up with um, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey's um, promo setting up for um, their match at WrestleMania Backlash. They had their contract signing. And, of course, after the uh, back and forth table gets flipped, a kendo stick shows up. Whoops. And um, on to the beatings. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's it's once again, just this this. This rivalry is not as intense as I thought it would be. I believe that Becky and fucking and Ronda had a better rivalry, but uh, yeah, this is this is a flub for me. But we we'll see how the match ends up being. Next up, we get Xavier Woods versus Pete Dunne, Butch. I'm. I thought the match was okay. The only thing that I I, I was confused with was uh, the end. It it after after um after Woods gets the win with the backwoods small package. Uh, Butch then. He he just walks away. Like he just left and left the arena. I, I I don't know what the fuck just happened there. Hopefully he goes away and comes back and he's fucking Pete Dunn. I'm not uh, I'm not um I'm not a fan of this, but okay. Uh, Gunther squashes uh Teddy Goods. I guess that was an Albany uh job guy. That was done quickly, and then we get uh, Riddle versus Jey Uso. Good match all together. Uh, it was a um, it was good to see that Riddle is he's progressing more and more. And like I said in the previous episode, he's growing on me. So good to see that Riddle gets the win there. We then get um, Sasha Banks and Naomi 
trying to see uh lining up who's going to be their next challengers uh who could that be let's see oh natty and baszler whoops maybe maybe not we didn't get a uh, madcap moss versus angel in a match got two heels going at each other sure why not madcap gets the win then it seems like there was some kind of dissension between Angel and um and his and his uh his tag partner. I mean I don't I don't know. I don't know why we're doing this. I don't I don't know why this is happening. Um but okay. And finally we get the lumberjack the lumberjack match, Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. And I'm loving Sammy at this time. Sammy is he can't do no wrong. This is this is just fun times for him and um this angle, this work with Drew only helps to build up what Drew's gonna eventually gonna lead up to, which is gonna be a match with Roman. So uh this this helps in, in some way. Uh there's already some spoilers going on of what's gonna be the Friday night smackdown for next week because they had the uh uh pre tape because <clears throat> they'll be on a European tour next week. So uh, other than that, um, how in a lump, how in a lumberjack match, um, Sammy still gets away. Great storytelling guys, but uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up Friday night Smackdown and uh, we'll close out with a W rampage. up with adam cole versus my boy ishii and um i um can't expect much man like i honestly can't expect much you're gonna get the you know your typical match um ishii's like what 46 47 years old he's not gonna do much hit you stiff hit you hit you with some strong style stuff and um basically pretty much what it is man um, Cole gets the win here. Of course, this was the um, precursor to the Forbidden Door pay per view, and now Adam Cole is a qualifier for the Owen Cup tournament. Uh, I mean, look, it is what you get, right? Right. Next up, we get Lance Archer versus Serpentico. Woof. I'm not even going to give you the fucking uh, the, the minutes for seconds for that one. Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia is next. Uh, I love the intensity of Kingston. He was um, playing no games, pulling no punches. Uh, he brought it to, to Garcia. Garcia also looked really good in this match as well. Um... Thought it went a little bit too long for it to be 15 minutes. It was real filler there. Uh, I guess they couldn't or didn't have anybody else to fill in some spots there. But um, I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, 
good match for me. Eddie with the win here after the match. It looked like Eddie was going to uh, whip the shit out of Garcia with the belt, but he held himself short and got on the mic and said uh, he's going to save the whipping for Jericho when he gets his time. So that's that's good. Finally, we get uh, Jade Cargill versus uh, Marina Shafir. I guess Shafir is just a loner because you bring her in, you build up, you add her in a couple of matches on dark. She was undefeated there. And then you line her up with uh, Jade Cargill. Um, now all of a sudden fucking, uh, um, Red Velvet uh, and Kira Hogan are, are part of the baddie section. Another one. It, it's Cargill is a heel, but she's not a heel of substance she's a heel of you are trying really hard to be an asshole and you just look stupid doing it not only that your ring work is horrible everybody's like oh look at the spots that she does it's easy when they are feeding you it's so much easy to be a wrestler and the wrestlers will tell you that when uh when your your opponent is feeding you it makes it an easier fight to have. But when you're not doing the same for someone else and you are just horrible at facials, at um selling, even protecting the wrestler, yo, if you that if that table spot, she didn't even fucking protect Shafia's head. head. Shafia's head went right noggin' on wood, like bam. There wasn't even any protection there. If I was Shafir and I didn't get a concussion, I would have been pissed in the back. It would have been a problem. Um, Just the whole match was all over the fucking place. And it was just bad. Shafir didn't even look good last week. And then to put her in a match like this, it was just dreadful. Um, Just so that she can go 30 and 0. Like, who cares? Like, it's just... I, yo, I know a lot of you guys who listen to the show and, and, and watch AEW are Jay Cargill's fans, and I don't know why. I, it, it, it still boggles the mind, but she needs to go somewhere and do like the whole revamp. They they got her. They put her on TV way too fast. I'm sorry, way too fast. I get it. She's a pretty girl. She got a she got the physique. There's potential there, but right now it's not it. This ain't it, fam. Honestly, but uh, Cargill gets a win, of course. 30, 30 and oh, who gives a fuck these days? And um, that wraps up Rampage and uh, Around the Square Circle, as well as uh, Turnbuckle Tabloid. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on the like group page on Facebook. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Turnbuckle Tab, as well as on Twitter at Turnbuckle Tab. And be sure you check us out on the TikTok and on YouTube at Turnbuckle Tabloid. Check us out on all the podcasting outlets. Check us out at RageWorksNetwork.com, as well as RageWorks.net for all the fill you need of not only Turnbuckle Tabloid, but also all the podcasts connected to the RageWorks family. And before I go, like I mentioned every week, some words of advice and wisdom. Like I said this past week, uh, fortunately, uh, I was at the partake in two wakes this past week. It just seems like there's so much death going around around us. There's so many people that we know or may not know or we see on social media who are just passing away and such. And um, like I said, I've been telling you guys for the longest, 
You know, people say life is short. Nah, baby. The longest thing you ever doing in this world is living. There's no other thing that you're going to be doing for fucking 60, 70, 80, 90 years if you're blessed. That's a long fucking life, bro. And you know what? In each moment in time that you get, enjoy it. You know, enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. Enjoy it in the way you enriches you. Enjoy the moments that you can. If you're a person who enjoys to travel, you go travel. If you enjoy moments with your family, spend time with your family. If you enjoy sitting in front of your TV, watching Netflix, or playing video games, and that's your comfort, that's your life. You go enjoy your life and do what it, do what it is. Don't take any minute or second for granted. Those are your moments. These are your lives. My life is being a father, being in front of this microphone, fucking get money, playing video games, and getting drunk. And occasional sex, if it ever does happen. Who the fuck knows? But other than that, enjoy life to the fullest, man. Because like I said, tomorrow's never promised to you guys. All right, guys. We're out of here. Take a bump. As always, love you guys. Check you guys later. Turbuckle tabloid. Three, two, one. Turnbuckle Tabloid.